Welcome back, friends, to podcast episode number 10. I want to welcome all of our loyal ATRI members, American Towing and Recovery Institute members, and friends from the towing industry from all over the world. It's really humbling how, much, how many listeners we're getting, and I really appreciate everybody helping spread the word. Remember, this uh, podcast is available on all the different avenues you can get a podcast from, Amazon, Google Play, of course, our friends at iHeartRadio as well. So recommend us to your friends. We really appreciate uh, helping to get the word out of what we're doing at the Institute. Um, this is going to be part two. We had a very interesting episode with my friend Dennis Richards. Dennis is an associate instructor with, the, with our organization and has brought a lot of information to help us with the um, moving our, for, our program forward. An active family man that's been involved in the towing industry in many different ways. If you haven't heard episode nine, take a moment and listen to it before this episode ten. But uh, Dennis, welcome back. How you doing today? Good. Well, thank you for having me back. Pleasure to have you. You were t- we were talking quite a bit about how the the cars changed and whatnot in the, the time frame. We talked about the tow pin. What were some of the other changes that would with the luxury automobile change in reference to the getting them out of public and things like that. I, I think, Wes, as, as we were doing more training, more vehicle model year changes, as, as, as time went on, one thing that I recognized is a lot of the auto manufacturers that used to have the, the shift overrides, they were doing away with the shift overrides. And the, a, lot, a lot of different manufacturers will tell you one thing or another, but I think what it comes down to is, just like any business, you know, the auto manufacturers were looking for ways to save money. And and I'm not sure if I can recall the exact dollars and cents that they were looking to save or could save at the time, but as years went on, I'm sure a lot of the, the, the senior co-operators that are out there, you know, have seen how the shift overrides used to be in a lot of the, the, the luxury vehicles and, and over the past couple of years, they're, they're not there anymore. There's no more shift overrides under the center console. There's no more red ribbon on the BMWs and things like that. So, one thing that I've recognized is that, you know, those, those shift overrides are, are no longer there. Um, I also think, too, one of the biggest changes that, that, that I saw when, when I moved to Michigan, I was getting more and more involved in, with the, uh, the, the domestic vehicles here uh, built in the U.S. And one, one, one story I tell a lot is when I was at, at uh, the, the, the Ford Proving Grounds one day, we were doing a, getting ready to do a, a video on one of the new vehicles. And we're walking through their, 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 uh, their training center. And I saw a, a brand new Ford Expedition or I can't remember if it was an Expedition or Explorer. And there was a tow pin sticking out of the front bumper. I, I kind of stopped in my tracks and backed up and, and had to take a double take at it. It was just something that I, I was not obviously have seen before. So talking with the engineers at Ford, one thing that, that, uh, they were telling me is, you know, their, their engineers have come to them to, to come up with ways for their, the, their vehicles to be transported uh, over in you know, other foreign uh, countries that, that where they're sending vehicles, you know, out of, the, out of the U.S. And they want to follow the same type of towing procedures that they're accustomed to. So it was an interesting conversation. So what they started to tell me, too, is, Eventually, a lot of the key slots that we see in vehicles are going to be going away, 
and the, a lot of these manufacturers are converting more to a, a screw-in uh, tow pin that we're accustomed to with, with the you know the luxury vehicles. And when you talk to the engineers, not only is it a cost-saving cost-saving measure, but it's also it's more aerodynamic as well because as you know, they're trying to get more and more you know miles per gallon, and the more uh, of the of the uh, you know key spots that they can fill in, that that vehicle will you know will be able to get more and more miles per gallon. Absolutely, a whole lot of construction changes we've seen on the automobile over the last few years have come from trying to save that half a half a gallon per mile or less, even. But that can add up over the life of a vehicle. Absolutely. Um, what other what other changes have you seen in the construction of the automobile that affect towing and transport? I would say just how the, the suspension components are being made. Um, you know, the, the biggest thing that I started to recognize is a lot of tow companies and tow operators are still using the, the J-hook, whether it's a large J or small J. You know, so it's a matter of, you know, making the, the industry understand that, you know, that, that the type of metals that these suspension components are being made by or made from cannot no longer withstand you know, the, the J-hook tension that you put on a J-hook, you know, and, and, and putting, um, you know, and trying to secure it with a winch cable or what, that, that you know, a lot of the control arms and, and tie rods are bending. So, I, you know, we, we would promote and still do promote using over-the-wheel straps, um, you know, for, for transport to, to try and decrease the, the, the level or the number of damages that, that are possible by not using uh, over-the-wheel straps. And I, I think the carbon fiber, how much that has changed over the years too. You know, a lot of these vehicles are no longer made how we used to envision them being made in a in a, an auto plant. You know, I think the carbon carbon fiber has, has really changed this industry as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you're speaking of the over the wheel straps, uh, just to clarify for our listeners, talking about the BA eight-point tie down system. And the beauty of that, instead of just grabbing a wheel with a lasso strap, is each strap is keeping the tire from going forward. Each strap is keeping each tire from going rearward. But much more importantly, because you're grabbing the whole tire in a basket fashion and pulling down, you're creating friction between the tread of the tire and the surface the tire is sitting on, i.e. the better your truck. It just makes it a whole lot safer for many, many reasons. Um... So talk about the organization you work for now and how you all interact with in the with the towing community and how you're part of the transportation uh, structure there in the greater Detroit, Michigan area. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we, we're we're a 24-hour uh, day, seven days a week, 365 days a year operation here in Michigan. Uh, we we run probably close to 2,800 to 3,000 events a month. And the operators that we have, when, when we train them, they're, they're trained for highway safety as well. That we do a, we do a TIMS training program uh, with them, but we also do in-house training. And one thing that we try to do is educate our operators to make sure that if they see a tow truck operator using traffic side controls, you know, to try and help educate the operators to stop using traffic side controls. And, and, and to use the non-traffic side controls on the tow truck. 
So we're trying to help educate whether it's a, a one-truck operation or even a multi-truck operation just to make sure at the end of the day everyone goes home safe. So that, you know, we try to do as much training and education here with our guys um, to help educate the towing industry as well. well. I've heard nothing but great things about your interaction with, interaction with the towing industry, and I guess that comes from partly with your experience being involved in the industry. On a personal level, tell me about this Anchor Bay School Board. What's going on with that? I, uh, I, I ran uh, to be elected onto, as an Anchor Bay School Board trustee uh, back in November, and I did get elected, and, and I'm one of seven uh, trustees that sits in on the Anchor Bay School Board. So I know you said you gave there was you were upset about or not upset but concerned about how lack of information was coming out and tell about giving the talk and people approaching you and how you did get involved, which I commend you for getting involved in your community like that. Tell everybody about how you got involved. Yeah, be, being new to the district, I I definitely saw things you know from you know communication for for example, I didn't feel as though that we were getting enough communication from our district, especially with the technology that's out there nowadays. And, and I think too, you know, I, I learned a lot being involved in different motor clubs to understand what is out there for technology. And some of the technology that motor clubs are using were was actually being used um, in, in school districts when I was growing up or when I was living in Massachusetts. So when I moved here, I could definitely see a disconnect from a communication standpoint. I felt as though, you know, instead of getting frustrated and, and, and making phone calls and complaining, I felt as though that, that I had to get more involved uh, to make the change. So I also tried to take some of the some of my business background, some some of the best practices, you know, policy and procedure wise, to try and get involved to you know try to better our district and and, and um, you know make it the, the the great district it once it once was. Well, that's awesome that you got involved with that, Dennis. I can't show you that. As a parent, obviously not in that school district, but as a parent, I appreciate people getting involved and taking interest to the children. I'd like to see if you'd hang around. We're going to take a short break. Well, I want to come back. I want to uh, ask you a little bit about the Timmons program and your involvement in that and a little insight on that. And I've got a couple other questions for you as well. So can you hang around for just a couple more minutes for us? Absolutely. The American Towing and Recovery Institute is bringing its advanced training to Arkansas April 30th through May 2nd. Join us in Little Rock for three days of participation classes and hands-on training. It all starts Friday, April 30th with one day of advanced light level duty towing and recovery class, which includes recovery techniques, hookup points, rigging methods, as well as information for towing and transporting late model and luxury vehicles. Then join us for two days of heavy-duty towing and recovery classes, Saturday and Sunday, May 1st and 2nd, which includes heavy-duty towing and riding techniques, complex rigging methods, modern towing tactics, air hookups, and more. All classes cover DOT and OSHA-compliant information. Leave with a knowledge that will make you a better and safer tower. Register today by visiting our site at amtowri.com and click on the Continuing Education tab, and we'll see you in Little Rock. That web address again, amtowri.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part two of this podcast. It's actually a 
second parter or a second parter. And we got Dennis Richards on the line, uh, someone that I consider a friend and a business associate and solid instructor. He's been working with us for about a year now with at the American Talent Recovery Institute and has really helped take the light duty program a good ways down the road. And we definitely appreciate that, Dennis. Um, we're talking about the Anchor Bay School Board. Tell us how that, working with them, how a project kind of pops up that connects us, connects uh, that community with the community. I think, Wes, um, you know, one thing that I've realized is how incredible and dedicated the teachers are, not just in our district, but obviously you know, across the country. But we had a, a very sad and tragic event happen out our way. Um, one of one of the, the the county workers that maintained the, the highways um, was 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 killed uh, on the side of the road, you know, due to someone failed to to slow down and move over. In in, the, in mm-hmm. Michigan, construction workers and roadside workers still fall under the slow down and move over law, and we were actually called to to help uh, the Michigan State Police close down the highway for this particular incident. And that evening, it, it come to find out that the, that the person, uh, the gentleman that was killed was actually local to, to the area uh, of Anchor Bay. And, and his mother was actually, uh, or is a, a school teacher uh, at the Anchor Bay uh, School District. So what I'm doing is I'm working with the Anchor Bay Teacher Association and we're putting together, uh, the gentleman's name was Zach Morissette, and we're putting together a scholarship uh, a car show, truck show event for him. So we're working very closely to put something together so we can uh, you know, put, you know, do a memorial and a scholarship and also try and bring you know, different, uh, you know, different towers from throughout the state of Michigan to come out. And, and we're expecting a pretty good turnout from the community so we can also try and help uh, promote the slowdown move over law also. Very sorry to hear that happen. Uh, I do think it's wonderful that it's the group getting it together and working on something like that. When you talk about helping raise, you're going to help raise awareness for move down, move over, slow down. You talk about some statistics about how many people know about that law nationwide. Can you share, talk about that for a second with us, Dennis? Sure, Wes. Attending different conferences, I remember the statistic was out there that was around 22 or 24 percent of consumers driving down the road nationwide know or are aware of a, a slowdown move over law. Um, you know, I do know having you know having kids that recently you know went through driver's ed that they do mention it, and you know that that you know it is it is mentioned it today. I'm not sure what year they started to promote the slow down move over law in driver's education, but I think to me it was alarming to, to hear, you know, only 22 to 24 percent of consumers are, are aware that their state has a slow down move over law. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Twice every group of towing operators I talk to in a training seminar and a tow show demonstration type format point out to them that I think we all have a responsibility. We all have a responsibility and an opportunity to let people in our world uh, know about move over slowdown. 
A lot of people in our world are involved in the towing and transportation industries and know about it, but we also have, all of us have family members and friends who are not inside the towing or transportation community. And that by us putting it out on our social media, et cetera, we help inform people to, and they'll pay attention because it's coming from someone they love. So I think everybody has an obligation to help get that word out there, and it's a great thing that you folks are doing. Dennis, I know you're real involved in um, the Tim's program and have taken a very active role. Talk about that for us a little bit, if you would. Yeah, working with the Michigan Department of Transportation and attending different conferences with them, they're, they're big on, on the Tim's program here in Michigan, as I'm sure they are in other states. Um, I was fortunate enough to work with, with the Department of Transportation, and, and I became a, an instructor with the TIMS program. And one thing that, that I found, you know, that, that you know, every, every class, every seminar, you know, everyone is learning something new. And I'm trying to promote the TIMS program here in Michigan with the towing operators because it gives you a better understanding of the proper placement for your vehicle at crash scenes. It kind of ha- gives you a better understanding on vehicle safety on the side of the road. So it gives you, and I think it's a great, great networking resource as well. This way, you know, you're, you're, you're in a room. Sometimes you, you have a lot of, a lot of local municipalities, but you also have different municipalities that may have traveled a couple hours through the different TIMS programs. And one thing I like about it too, Wes, is during the TIMS training class, you usually get different instructors from different backgrounds. You might have a, a Michigan State trooper, you know, that's that, uh, that presenting. You might have the, the local fire department. You might have someone from your local department of transportation. I kind of give it a, a, a look from not only a, a tower side, but also uh, from a department of transportation side as well. But I think it helps everyone in the room understand the, the different aspects of what goes into a, a closure or, or a, I'm sorry, a crash scene you know, different closure events and things like that, too. So everyone, you know, knows, who, you know, who's responsible for, for different for different um, pieces of, of the of the event. I think it's a it's great training. I highly recommend it to, to, to different or anyone that hasn't or is not been certified. It's a, it's a free program. It's, it's four hours. Um, you know, we, we usually our, our guys will go to two or three different sim classes a year, not because I, I, I don't think that they can remember enough from that one class, but I, I, I try to send them to, to different 10 classes where different presenters are presenting to, to give them a different outlook on the, on the different events. I think that's awesome. And, uh, you know, you're right about getting a different perspective of the different professions that are represented there. When I did my trip, Tim's course, that was one of the most powerful things for me. I've been going to these Federal Highway Administration meetings since the 1990s. I think 1994, 1995 is when I attended the first one. And they've been talking about we need to work together with like a NASCAR pit, pit, pit crew, you know, the efficiency of a NASCAR pit crew or a race team pit crew. But the TIMS program is the first actual tools I think they gave any of us to start that process. So we're a big fan. So, Dennis, I want to thank you for um, – giving us your time and introducing yourself and uh, definitely want to thank you for all the efforts you put into the Institute to help us along and the great job you've done out on the road training with us. Can you hang around while we, we'll do a couple segments that we do and then we'll, I think we're just about out of time anyway. So just you good with hanging around for a couple minutes, Dennis? Not a problem. Left. 
a regular segment that I do every week is the most interesting or maybe it's shocking or maybe it's funny thing that I've seen on the internet this week. I would say it's interesting and it's it's also I find it exciting to be honest with you as well that there's been such an interest in old shows. It seems like the stuff that I learned how to use from the 70s and 80s, the homes 440s and 480s and 750s, there's a huge interest in on Facebook in particular, it seems like uh, you got Mike B out of Connecticut there with his old iron tow trucks only site, and Bill Ludwig does a great job with the Homes 850 stuff, and Chris Iados, he's got multiple different groups, and, and he contributes to others. And of course, you got Bubba Glaze there with Towing Past and Present. And all these groups are very active, uh, talking about projects people are working on, remembering some of the old days. So I found it um, very exciting and interesting and something that I like. I really enjoy looking through them old pictures. I've been uh, working on a project with, with that type of stuff for a while and uh, will continue to do so with part of that enthusiasm. That's probably the most interesting thing. Something good for the industry. While we talked about Dennis and his involvement in the local school board, something I did with my son, Wesley Elementary School, when he was young, um, his grandmother worked there as an assistant teacher, and it, it was a rural school in a rural county that didn't have a lot of resources. So we decided one day we'd bring a car, a tow truck and a car down there, put the car on its top and flip the car over and give a little talk to the students about why they should be quiet and behave in the car and not to interrupt their parents. And this had been 12, 14, 15 years ago we did it, and Wesley's teacher that year was a real sharp lady. She really was. And immediately, uh, when I was taught, I, I just thought it'd be his class, but they brought basically the whole elementary school out there to watch this. And I talked, they did it like two or three different groups. So we did it a couple times. And they asked me to say a couple words to the students. And immediately the teacher, Wesley's teacher, started asking me questions about skills that you need as a tow truck driver. And it was a real positive thing. And we put together a package one time, a nice little letter, how to approach the elementary school. And uh, I, we suggest doing it while the kids are in elementary school, teaching something about, you know, accidents do happen. That's why you got to be quiet and behave in the car. And um, several different points to make. And we had developed a little package to give out to people. Nobody really took advantage of it. I need to see if that package is still around and I'll make people aware because it's a great feel-good thing. The school, especially, like I say, it was in a poor county with limited resources. They really appreciated it. I remember Philip Telling helped me with the one. Well, he helped me two years in a row. And Phillips has these T-shirts that say recovery team on the back. One of the uh, teachers came up to me and said her husband's a state trooper, and he knows she knows how hard it can be on a wreck out there and how hard the wreck of people work. Another teacher came up to me and said, I never thought about it, but there had to be, I never thought, that, you know, never thought about it. And I didn't realize there was such a thing as a recovery team, but somebody has to clean everything up. So it was a good public relations thing. It was a good feel good event. Let's just say that was when Wesley was maybe in third grade. So for fourth grade, we were going to step it up. Philip had sent one of his employees down with the car and a carrier and I rode down with him. It was, you know, pretty simple operation. Got the glass out of the car so there was no glass. Gonna, you know, with the car was super clean. 
we, you know, did several things to make sure that it was, you know, going to present ourselves well. So the second year, Philip's going to come himself. He's got a big rotator. We tow a tanker trailer down there. We turn it over on its side. We pick it up. We spin it through the air. We set it down. And then the kids, they ask if they had questions. And especially the younger ones that have seen it last year, they just wanted to know when the car was going to go bang. And they were kind of disappointed when we told them we weren't going to flip over the car on itself. Sometimes the simplest is the best. The um, That's my feel-good thing. want to remind everybody to see us at the Florida Show. We are your grade 100 headquarters. I'm stocking 9, 30 seconds, 5, 16, 3, 8, half-inch, 5, 8, powder-coated grade 100 chain, all the hooks. We've got them in stock. Products in stock are getting more and more difficult, so reach out to us and if you need something because there's many shortages caused by this container shortage. It's bigger than the towing industry. My producers tell me we're about out of time, so God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for uh, tuning in to us. Tell your friends. Download us. Click on us. Dennis Richards, DJ Harrington, Chuck, April, everybody that makes this thing possible. Kim, Wesley, everybody that makes this thing possible. We appreciate you all. Thank you and God bless.